Hello and good morning and welcome to the Collapse Experiment where we're going to concentrate on censorship today. Why does my mic sound funny? Hmm. Nope, that's about right. I think it's a heater in the background is what I'm getting here. So uh, please bear with me. I'm sure it will kick off in a minute or two because it's in the 20s here. It's supposed to be spring, and it's in the... Oh, there it goes. So, yeah. Censorship. If you like this content, uh, please like and subscribe. Share this video. Go to our Substack and check out the uh, collapseexperiment.com to view these articles for yourself where I share them so you know I'm not full of crap and lying to you like, oh, I don't know, the mainstream media. So, yeah. To get started, speaking of mainstream media, Taibi rages over direct threat of prison. House Democrats have lost their minds. As if we needed a news story to tell us that. It's been pretty obvious for last... For, forever. It, it, it's been forever. They, they've lost their minds. That's, that's why we have so many people using pharmaceutical drugs. Yeah. Um, clearly these people should not be in power. Representative Stacy Plaskett, who called Michael Schellenberger and me direct threats to people who oppose them. Is, is that a bad thing? Is that not allowed? You can't be a direct threat to somebody else who's in a position of power? Oh no, it, it seems like you have very low self-esteem for somebody who's in a position of power. Is now threatening me with prison over Mahdi Hassan's uncorrected error. Wow, when I think this iteration of the Democratic Party can't sink any lower, it does. I learned yesterday Virgin Islands delegate and ranking member of the House Subcommittee on the Weaponization of Government Stacey Plaskett is threatening me with prison over her own error. That's, that's how Democrats roll right there. Just after I ran a piece called The Press is Now Also the Police. Yeah, yeah, we'll get to that in a little bit. About the New York Times and the Washington Post boasting of roles in delivering a leak suspect, uh, a leak suspect to FBI. Uh, MSNBC's new attack caster, Mahdi Hassan, got his wish inspiring first Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez and then Plaskett to trumpet his incredibly vicious and mistaken claim that I lied to Congress. This is all Taibi. The threatened penalty is five years. It would be one thing if I really made that mistake. This is hilarious. Like, this is all on camera. So how she thinks she can prove that he lied when clearly he didn't. In that case, Plaskett's letter would merely be an outrageous attempt to intimidate a witness by threatening a charge of initially lying over a miscue. But that's not the case. I did, of course, make an error, but what Plaskett is re referencing is actually a mistake by Hassan, one she's now repeating. So yeah, he was also threatened by the IRS. Let's not forget that. They showed up at his house the same day he was supposed to testify and said, yeah, you, you're being audited. Uh, I'm not sure what to do, but explain and show this is this as clearly as possible. Okay, so this is a short uh, article here. 
Li Fang wrote a detailed article rebutting Hassan that included links to other previously unpublished Twitter files emails showing how the system worked. This means that when Plaskett writes, it was misinformation for me to be alleging that CISA, a government entity, was working with the EIP to have posts removed from social media. She herself is engaging in misinformation. If that's a crime, I think her ass should be in jail. I'm not going to lie. It frightens me a little that I even have to offer this defense. At the moment, I still can't quite wrap my head around this and hope others will be able to make more sense of it. I'd laugh, but I have three kids and these people might be serious. It's like walking up a H-U-A-C, waking up in a something hearing, H-U-A-C. I'm not sure. Have they all gone mad? Yes. Yes, they have. They've lost their damn minds. So yeah, Matt Taibbi is being threatened with prison over not lying <clears throat> when it comes down to it. Uh, let's see here. One article I'm going to skip, but you may want to check out is the Naples, Florida deputy and the disappearances of Terrence Williams and Philip Santos. Apparently, this deputy is probably a serial killer. Yeah, and that was actually brought to us. This is the real news here. Uh, CNN is reporting real news. That's the news, not the fact that the sheriff's deputy is is possibly a serial killer. No, no, no. CNN is actually doing legitimate journalism. That's the news. So, yeah, you may want to check that out. Perhaps we can uh, encourage them to engage further in this good behavior as opposed to the BS that they've been doing for several years now. Uh, let's see here. We also have a recent Substack, how the FBI made up their case. That is through the Collapse Experiment Substack, if you want to read about that. And how uh, the, the whole story of how they were able to link Timothy McVeigh to the Oklahoma City bombing just does not make sense from the very beginning. Uh, U.S. military evacuates embassy staff from war-torn Sudan. This is going to tie into things later because there's people have been saying there's definitely something going on right now where they're trying to say, like, squirrel, squirrel, look over here, look over here, while otherwise they're doing something over here. This is one of those things that they're doing over here. Uh, the fact that we're leaving, I, I can't remember if it's 1,600 or 16,000 American citizens in Sudan, uh, but we are. It's basically Afghanistan all over again. Like, uh, we sent SEAL Team 6 and Special Forces in to evacuate government officials from Sudan, but uh, we have zero plans to get anybody else out because, quite frankly, they don't care about you. Just going to reiterate that. That should be my, like, Every time I do a podcast, I should say that at some point, just to get it through people's heads. They do not care about you. You are a source of income, and if you go bye-bye, they'll replace you with somebody else or invade another country. It doesn't really matter to them. They just, they want their cut. Uh, Nashville official says, school pew-pew uh, uh, manifesto is astronomically dangerous. I'm trying to figure out how or what YouTube allows and doesn't allow, but you get the point. This is through the Epoch Times. This is part of censorship here. Why have they not released the manifesto? 
Because you know they only have an interest in protecting themselves, right? If it didn't have anything to do with them, if it made other people look bad that they could go after, they would. So what the hell is in this manifesto? Other than they probably got some really bad advice from maybe, I don't know, their transgender shrink to encourage certain behavior that they engaged in later. I'm just throwing a guess out there. I'm not saying that allegedly that might have been what happened and it would just really make them look bad. I don't know. But let's see what this article has to say. Federal officials are delaying the release of a manifesto written by Audrey Hale. Is that dead naming? <laughs> Does it matter at this point? Uh, who killed six people in a Nashville Christian school, according to local officials? Um, I'm pretty sure a lot of that is on camera. Uh, with one calling it astronomically dangerous. Representative Tim Burchett of Tennessee told the New York Post that this week the FBI is currently behind the delay. Yeah, because that's a good sign. Uh, he said that the document should be made public for grieving family members and for con and for members of Congress. Hale, who is born female, used he/him pronouns, as if we give a crap. What it, it, it's isn't it? Uh, was were? Isn't that their pronouns right now? And police officials previously told a news conference she identified as transgender, as if anybody gives a bleep right now. Seriously, why is that even coming up? The asshole in question shot a bunch of people. That should be the end of the statement right there. Later, Nashville Police Chief John Drake uh, said Hale suffered from mental health issues. No kidding. And was under the care of a doctor. Really? Jolly on West, maybe? Da, da, da. I'm pretty sure he's dead. While her parents did not know, she had procured several firearms. The shooter's notes could maybe tell us a little bit about what's going on inside her head. Burchett told the newspaper, I think, that would answer a lot of questions. About 20 journals. 20 journals. This is like John Doe from Seven type stuff. 20 journals, five laptops. How do you have five laptops? I could barely afford the one I'm using right now. What the hell? <clears throat> okay, so about 20 journals, five laptops, a uh, self-deletion note, and other materials written by Hale were taken from the house where she lived with her parents according to a search warrant in the case. What I was told is her manifesto was a blueprint on total destruction. And it was so, eh, let's see here, and it was so, so detailed on the level of what she had planned. Metro Nashville Council Member Courtney Johnson told the New York Post without elaborating that document in the wrong person's hands would be astronomically dangerous. Okay, so apparently she uh, found her calling as a... Planner of destruction? I don't know. It's <laughs> I keep hearing this funny thing about, you know, Vlad the Impaler, he didn't start doing that until his late 30s. So obviously he found his calling later in life. He is a late bloomer. Uh, but hey, we should all have that hope. She was 28. 
and uh, decided to go on this massive um, spree of destruction, which thankfully was cut short, just like a folding chair. So yeah, um, anyways, that's some more censorship here. They do not want you to know what was going on in this person's head. Probably, I'm guessing there's some stuff in there about the doctor. Can't have that getting out. Okay, if you want to know about uh, cows being mutilated and their tongues and internal organs being cut out, uh, that article you can find at the Collapse Experiment. Uh, just type in X-Files. It'll show up in the search. Bovard. Jim Bovard. Spy letter about Hunter Biden shows how Dems are undermining democracy. A little bit more censorship here. Uh, in the closing address at last month's summit for democracy, Secretary of State Anthony Blinken piously proclaimed, as President Biden has said, democracy doesn't happen by accident. It requires constant effort. Well, for one, the effort should just be getting your butt to a voting booth, and two, it should not involve everything that was described in that article. Was it, was it New York Times... U.S. Weekly, I, I don't remember. Um, it might have been the times where they're talking about how an election was uh, <clears throat> reinforced. Because apparently democracy doesn't just work on its own. You have to do other things in the background to make sure you get certain results. Because that's democratic in nature. Or in this case, in the 2020 election, it required uh, am I allowed to read this? I don't know. It is a censorship special. There will be a uh, podcast version of this, so it will still be out there and on Odyssey. So uh, screw it. Let's let's go. I already have a strike. Uh, or in the case of the 2020 election, the one that we are not allowed to question whatsoever, it required, um, <clears throat> not my words here. This is, this is from the article by Jim Bovard. Uh, it required deceiving American voters. The House Judiciary Committee revealed that Blinken, then a top Biden advisor, orchestrated the letter from 51 top intelligence officials claiming that Hunter Biden's laptop was nothing but a Russian disinformation campaign. Yes, that, that came out recently, that they purposely made it so that this was not real it was disinformation don't believe it uh putin made that up just like hillary made up a pp tape don't forget that yeah in the final presidential debate joe biden invoked that letter from former intelligence officials to deflect donald trump's attacks on the biden family corruption uh, yeah, so um, Biden was just being a politician. Uh, let's just put it that way. Uh, lying to the American people in order to get their vote. <clears throat> but the letter was triggered by Blinken's call to Morrill, who was then contacted, who then contacted his former colleagues. Yeah, so they got all these people to sign this letter, lying to the American people about what was true, what wasn't, more censorship, and this goes all the way back uh, three years ago now. So yeah, that's uh, interesting. The censorship industrial complex is the revolt of the elites. Because the elites need something to revolt against. 
I guess. I don't know. Maybe they're bored. This is by Lighten Woodhouse via the uh, public substack. So I'm guessing it's just their substack. The political establishment has constructed a new apparatus of control. Yeah, project censorship. In 2002, the Bush administration, desperate to sell its planned invasion of Iraq to the American public, turned to the mainstream media. Uh, Every evening on Fox News, White House officials invoked Hitler illusions and implied fictitious ties between Osama bin Laden and Saddam Hussein. I remember that one. Two people who absolutely positively, under every circumstance, hated each other. But for some reason, Al-Qaeda's in Iraq, I guess. <laughs> Only after we showed up did that happen. So, yeah, uh, there's also, and I don't know if this is going to get to it or not, but um, there was a guy, you can find him on YouTube these days, named Scott Ritter, who openly, vocally protested any notion that we should be going into Iraq because he was actually one of the UN's weapons inspectors who had been in Iraq previously and said there's, well, for one, Saddam doesn't have any means of making nuclear weapons. That's not a thing. As for all the other stuff, oh, that we gave him, uh, none of it, it's all inert. Like, none of it could be possibly used whatsoever so that's just a big joke and the only reason they know that he had anything to begin with was we we gave it to him when he was fighting iran so yeah and what did they do they they busted him on uh alleged uh child naughty things online and um but on the upside he is back Uh, He's very vocal about what's happening over in Ukraine and what's happening in Taiwan. And uh, from everything I've seen so far, he's pretty dead on when it comes to what he's he's talking about. Uh, Especially when it came to the leaked papers of Ukraine. He was like, yeah, uh, these are the real numbers here. We knew this when we ran all these system uh, strategic analysis as to like how things are going to go down and yeah ukraine's losing like seven guys for every every russian that's taken down so um anyways and no comments in the chat so yeah getting back to this article uh fox however allowed them to preach only to the converted a forged uh, to forge a working national consensus they had to reach uh, doves as well as doves as well as hawks. So the Bush administration zeroed in on New York Times with reporter Judith Miller. Uh, they hit Pager with breathless headlines such as Hussein intensifies quest for a bomb parts. Well, she needs to be fired. <clears throat> Miller stamped at the president's myth making about aluminum tubes. Mobile weapons labs, which was also bunk. Uh, weapons of mass destruction with the, uh, let's see here, blah, blah, blah. So critical was her reporting to the spinning of American aggression as self-defense that it's conceivable that the White House's entire drive to war may have failed without it. They were going to do it anyways. That's That doesn't make any sense. By the time Miller's stories were exposed as so much laundered propaganda, 
They had severed their purpose. American soldiers were already occupying Iraq. Yep, and we had what, like five, six different reasons after that as to why we were in Iraq? Uh, That era ended two decades later when social media networks emerged. So I think it's uh, what they're talking about here is how social media now is censoring ideas, censoring stories, kind of like recently Facebook just censored Seymour Hersh. You're not allowed to share the article where he explains how we know for a fact that Joe Biden was behind the, the attack on the Nord Stream pipeline. Can't share that story on Facebook because apparently somebody's got some dirt on uh, Zuckerberg. Uh, this archaic new media ecosystem is defined, has defined the public discourse ever since. Yes, it has. The state credited a new apparatus of control over the public discourse, one whose existence most Americans are still ob- oblivious to. Today, we are witnessing the emergence of a new so-called emergency, the disinformation pandemic. Huh. Yeah, apparently, and and disinformation, let's define disinformation, anything they don't want you talking about. It's as simple as that. Is it true? Is it not true? It doesn't matter. It's just they don't want you talking about it. The defenders of the censorship industrial complex regard themselves as ordained to rule. Well, somebody needs to, I don't know, add another crack to that buttocks. These are the delusions of political nobility and the spirit of a democratic nation. They must be stripped of their crowns, duh, and never be allowed to wield power again. Kind of like that chick from uh, Bud Light. Yeah, Uh, never let her ever plant any type of um, advertising campaign ever again. Could you just have her cleaning toilets? That's probably the safest place to put her is just... Custodian, actually, I wouldn't even want to work with her. So just make her homeless. That's that's probably the best route for her. She showed how uh, ingenious she is. So, <clears throat> and then we've got J Six protester Ray Epps says he relives the Capitol riot every day on sixty minutes. Yeah, uh, should we really be crying for this dude? Absolutely not. Uh, There's still the big question, why is he not being charged with anything when we know that he was inciting a riot? He's on camera committing a crime, encouraging people to do illegal things. And for some reason, the FBI, who said, he's not an informant, uh... He's just not guilty of anything, kind of like everybody else on trial right now. Let's see here. For millions of consumers of conservative news, Ray Epps is a notorious villain. Uh Uh-huh. A provocateur responsible for turning peaceful protests on J6 into a violent assault on the U.S. Capitol. That is correct. Now they're going to try to flip it on you. The irony is that Epps was a passionate supporter of President Trump who went to Washington to protest the 2020 election. Just like everybody else who was there, okay? So you're just, you're ignoring the first two sentences that you said here, okay? 
But his often contradictory behavior that day spawned a full-fledged conspiracy theory casting him as a government agent who incited an insurrection. Yeah, uh, he really should be on trial right now and not the, the uh, well, for one, the, the Proud Boys, the Oath Keepers, the ones that they're trying to charge and, and prosecute <clears throat> for insurrection. No, no, no. Uh, it really should be Ray Epps. Today, Epps is in hiding <gasps> after death threats force him to sell his home. Oh, no. Darn. He got to sell the home. He didn't lose his home and get stuck in a jail cell. He got to sell it. Darn. So who is Ray Epps? Tonight, you'll hear from the government and the man himself. Why are we hearing from the government? Why is the government covering for this dude? Ray Epps, as soon as President Trump is finished speaking, we're going to the Capitol. It's that direction. Yeah, okay. So, at six foot four in his desert camouflage, oh, he's trying to relive the Iraq War. Bright red Trump hat and military style backpack. It probably just has Molly straps on it. Who who cares? Uh, Ray Epps stood out from the crowd. No, he blended in. That's what everybody was wearing. Are you kidding me? <laughs> he stood out from the crowd. Okay. That's him running towards the U.S. Capitol alongside the vanguard of riot. Okay. He's running alongside the vanguard of rioters who first attacked and overran police. So he's running alongside the same group doing illegal activity, but he's not part of the group doing illegal activity. Do you, do you see what this article is trying to do here? It's like, oh, no, 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 but he wasn't part of it. it, it it's cool. Why are they covering for this dude? Bill Whitaker, what do you think when you see this now? Ray Epps brings back some bad memories. It's hard to see our capital under attack. <clears throat> you encourage people to go in here, you you a-hole. It's been more than two years since the storming of the Capitol, but Ray and his wife Robin, oh, Ray and Robin, that's so cute, told us that reliving J6 every day of their lives. Was she, was she there? Was she just watching on TV? And she's like, oh, that's my husband. Yes, he's encouraging people to go in and uh, practice their First Amendment rights. Ah, oh, I love that man. <clears throat> Robin Epps. Some people have said, well, just let it go and let it die down. Ray Epps. It doesn't. Right, Robin. Uh, what they don't understand is it doesn't. So she's just following his command. Okay. Tucker Carlson. What exactly was the role of Ray Epps in the chaos of J6? The theory Epps, a former member of the Oath Keepers, I wonder why he got kicked out, was an FBI informant who incited the crowd on J6 bubbled up from a right-wing news site called Revolver News. Revolvers kind of suck, by the way. They're not exactly the, you know... They had their prime 150 years ago. That was that was their the time that they were like the, the top technology. Eh. Run by a former Trump speechwriter. Okay. What is that? Revolver. I'm familiar with Revolver News. I just uh it's a right wing news site that apparently is really good at just uh 
doing the news. They should try it sometime. Darren Be- Beatty, he is the smoking gun of the entire Fed surrection. <laughs> I haven't heard that one yet. Fed surrection. And landed on Fox News primetime. Laura Ingram, according to a new investigation from Revolver, Epps may have led the breach team <clears throat> that first entered the Capitol on J6. The convoluted conspiracy theory made its way to Capitol Hill. Uh, Matt Getz, it's not the Proud Boys who engaged in the initial breach. It's Ray Epps at that precise moment. On camera. Saying it. Out loud. And it's him. It's kind of like you you can't argue against the... uh, (laughs) Oh, God, what's his name? Uh... The, the R&B rapper dude that was, uh, I think he was from Chicago, had several tapes out with uh, people he shouldn't have been with. But yeah, they kept saying, oh, it's not him. That, that, no, that's not the exact same birthmark on the exact same. Sp- no, that, that's uh, R. Kelly. <laughs> that, that's not R. Kelly. Ray Epps is trying to do an R. Kelly. All white guys look the same, apparently. Thomas Massey, how did Ray Epps know that they were going to be uh, pipe uh, boom-booms? Yeah, how did he? Because those were placed, what, the night before? And they still haven't caught that guy who's on camera. And for some reason, even though they've got two, three different cameras showing those the placement of those devices, they always seem to not show the footage where they definitely, positively would have a face to go with uh, who's under that hood? Yeah, Ted Cruz, Miss Sanborn. Who is Ray Epps? That question has animated Fox News host Tucker Carlson for nearly two years. Tucker Carlson, Ray Epps? Question mark. He is on video several times encouraging crimes, riots, breaches of the Capitol. But he relives it every day. He, you know, he's spanking to this when he he's like watching himself on YouTube. Uh, Carlson has focused on Epps more than 20 times on his top-rated show, half dozen times so far this year. He's obsessed with me. This is Ray Epps. He's going to any means possibly to destroy my life and our lives. Um, <clears throat> you did something stupid, and you're probably paid to do it. Allegedly. Ray Epps, to shift blame on somebody else, if you look at it, Fox News, Marjorie Taylor Greene, Ted Cruz, Gates, they're all telling us before this thing that it was, that it was, uh, he's talking about, he's referring to the election and the, the results. So you tell me, who has more impact on people, them or me? Well, on that day, you were encouraging a mob to act in mob-like behavior. So on that day, they weren't listening to Fox News, okay? Epps, once a loyal Fox News watcher, okay, told us he doesn't understand how he got cast as the villain. Dude, what? The Epps version is more mundane. They believe the 2020 election had been... uh, blankety-blank from Donald Trump and considered J- J6 a legitimate protest. So did everybody else who was there. 
Okay. So why is Ray Epps not on trial like other people who had the exact same belief? Ray Epps. It was a sloppy election. Oh, why is he not being censored? They allowed this on 60 Minutes? He he just undermined Brez- Biden's, like, the most secure uh, election ever. Nothing bad happened. There was more voter turnout than we had for the black guy. We're not racist. We just like white guys more. Uh, <laughs> so he undermines the election results. And then to top that off, you have... Uh, you have Talking Heads reporting that there's problems with the <clears throat> machines, which I'm going to throw this out there. I don't know how Fox News lost the uh, the lawsuit when you have several documentaries prior to 2020 going after these machines and how they can be tampered with. There's documentaries they didn't sue the the, docu- the the people making these documentaries on their voting machines for what Fox News did. Fox News just gave the exact same information as these documentaries that have been out for 20 years. I remember this came up during the 2000 election, Bush v. Gore. What happened in Florida? Well, I just kept tapping on Gore and then Bush would light up. And I'm like, no, 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 I didn't vote for Bush. Yeah, uh, that was the thing. It has been for 20 years. I don't know why Fox News is getting the crap that they are, although they do suck. But we have a First Amendment. This is another another attack on the First Amendment. You're not allowed to report actual news or facts that you investigated. Uh, voting machines, different things like that. The elections, uh, yeah, uh, again, he's undermining the election. I don't know why they're listening to this dude. So, yeah, we had concerns. I wanted to be there. I wanted to witness this with my own eyes. Epps went to Washington with his 36-year-old son and almost immediately stepped into trouble. The conspiracy theory starts here the night of January 5th. Wait a minute, but but he knew about the the pipe boom booms, and they were they were distributed on January fifth. Whoa. Okay, Ray Epps on January fifth. Give me one minute. Give me one minute. Uh, on the streets of D.C., tensions were rising high as the pro-Trump rally being live streamed on the internet. The Marine veteran tried to take charge. Ray Epps. I'm going to put it out there. I'm probably going to go to jail for this. Tomorrow, we need to go into the Capitol. Into the Capitol. So he he's inciting a riot. Meanwhile, the, the audience is saying, what? Fed, fed, fed. Yeah, because he's telling them to do something illegal. Uh, to some in the crowd, Epps seemed so over the top. He must have been a government agent. He was glowing. Okay. Looks like Tucker got fired from Fox. Yes, that is true timber drifter. <clears throat> and uh, it's funny because they just... Tucker Carlson is right now Ben Kenobi, where Fox News was Darth Vader. And he says to Fox, you may strike me down but I will come back more powerful than you can imagine. 
And that's exactly what Tucker's going to end up doing and Fox News. Their their stock keeps tanking, just like Star Wars uh, stock. <clears throat> Bill Whitaker, when you said we have to go into the Capitol, we have to go into the Capitol, what were you thinking? I think it's very obvious what Ray Epps was thinking here. Uh, I said some stupid things. <laughs> That didn't work for the Wolverine Watchmen, who were drunk and high on things supplied to them by FBI informants. So, yeah. Uh, oh, you know, your your guy over here gave me some weed, and then we got, got a couple six-packs, and I said some stupid things. And now they're in uh, maximum security prisons. Why is Ray Epps not in a maximum security prison? I'd like to know. Uh, let's see here. My thought process, we surround the Capitol, we get all the people there. I mean, I had, I had problems with the election. Again, he's undermining the election. And yet the federal government who keeps telling us it was the freest and fairest election ever is protecting this guy. It doesn't make a whole hell of a lot of sense. Uh, it was my duty as an American to peacefully protest along with anybody else that wanted to. But you said to breach the Capitol. Don't ever take gifts or suggestions from alphabet agencies. Exactly. The next morning, J6, Epps was out by the Washington Monument, still focused on a single goal. Uh, hmm, let's find out what that was. <clears throat> we are going to the Capitol, where our problems are. It's that direction. Okay. Uh, we're going to walk to the, um, President Trump. We're going to walk down to the Capitol. Okay. Uh, so they're trying to compare what Epps said to what Trump said. Um, but here's the thing. Um... Well, for one, they cut out the peacefully, uh, uh, peacefully and patriotically uh, protest. That was what Trump said. So they cut that out. As for Ray Epps, they left in the uh, that, where our problems are. So he's saying there's bad stuff in the Capitol. Meanwhile, Trump is just like, hey, make yourselves heard so that these people understand you're pissed and they're not listening to you. There's a big difference there. While President Trump was still speaking at the ellipse, Ray Epps walked towards the Capitol. He told us he wanted to be up front to, keep, to help keep the peace. No, no, he's full of crap there. What happened next uh, at Peace Circle, where protesters first overran police, is seen as a smoking gun. Epps pulled from his agitated rioter aside and said something Conspiracy, conspiracist, okay, conspiracy theorist, oh, they didn't want to type out the second word, say he was giving marching orders because seconds later this happened, the first Capitol Police officer goes down, yeah, he encouraged somebody to do something stupid, so yeah, um, it's a rather long article here now that I'm, uh, going through it and there's like what I already covered there's probably I think I only covered like a quarter of what this is saying but it's very clear that Ray Epps is a guilty party that has not been um, 
dealt with legally for some reason. And even though he says the things we're not allowed to say here on YouTube, one, they're allowing him to talk, and two, the government is defending him, which doesn't make a whole hell of a lot of sense. So, yeah, um, that's, that's kind of weird. And moving on, let's see here. The FBI has gotten a little nervous about how to boom, boom a pipeline. That's weird. I thought this was a very interesting title to an article. Uh, it turns out because the font was all the same with the links, but then you go to the article and how to boom, boom a, a pipeline is actually the title of a book that they have a problem with. Again, censorship. Uh, the Bureau's Weapons of Mass Destruction Dictorate apparently flagged a new eco-terrorism thriller to local law enforcement agencies. Weird. <clears throat> so it's called How to um, Blank Up a Pipeline. The FBI is not entirely thrilled about the existence of Neon's new eco-terrorism thriller of said title, according to a new report from Rolling Stone. Ooh, do we want to trust Rolling Stone right now? Because didn't they censor an article last year about a fellow reporter who was being raided for certain reasons, and then they took those reasons out of the article and made everybody think that, why are they raiding a reporter? This is illegal as hell. <clears throat> yeah, um... So maybe we should just take this as a, at, at a grain of salt, uh, considering the source. The film, adapted from a nonfiction book of the same name by Andreas Malm, uh, about the ethics and efficiency of sabotaging the oil industry in response to climate change, was apparently the subject of a recent alert from law enforcement agency distributed to various local authorities, the FBI, as it turns out, is one of as many as 23 different states and federal agencies that have issued notifications about the film, which depicts a fictional crew of terrorists coming together to boom, boom, the titular, titular, titular oil pipeline. It kind of sounds like a strip club. <clears throat> The film does not, as noted in the Rolling Stone piece uh, by Jana Winter, include any kind of actual instructions on how to go about building boom booms to boom up a pipeline. Uh, we can only hope the FBI ends up flagging its colleagues over at the FTC for this blatant case of false advertising. Okay... Rolling Stone is, like, totally a trustworthy source, man. Yeah, they didn't have uh, Raul Duke over there um, spreading some chaos and, and fictional. <laughs> no, seriously, like, Hunter S. Thompson was a, he worked as a journalist, but he also admitted to fabricating information <clears throat> about different people. So, yeah, totally good, reliable source there. Let's just remember... Rolling Stone is for entertainment, not actual journalism. In the alerts, the FBI's Weapons of Mass Destruction Dictorate, 
instead focuses on the movie's ability to potentially inspire viewers, raising concerns that the film has potential to inspire threat actors to target oil and gas infrastructure with, um, yeah, those things that go boom. <clears throat> the Bureau also warned local authorities to maintain heightened attention and vigilance surrounding the nation's uh, precious, precious pipes, lest any movie fans in their vicinity be driven into a cinematic rage. Yeah, okay. I mean, they could say the same thing about the new Mario movie, like people might try to dismantle these things to go into like a weird mushroom wonderland. Uh, <laughs> director Daniel Goldhaber didn't get into the specifics of the FBI's thoughts on this movie, but did tell Rolling Stone that the film, which has drawn strong reviews from critics, including a much-coveted denunciation from noted film crank Armand White, I don't know who that is, is a work of fiction that addresses one of the world's most Pressed issues by telling a story about eight characters who believe that destroying an oil pipeline is an act of self-defense. It kind of seems like a rip-off of an old Jim Harrison novel. Um, uh, Good Day to Die was the name of that, <clears throat> which also, when I read it, came across as like a condensed version of On the Road, but with purpose behind it because on the road was just streams of consciousness um, in the life of uh, a drunkard <laughs> on long road trips so yeah um, this sounds a lot like a kind of a ripoff of a Jim Harrison book where a trio of people two guys and a chick gee I wonder if there's a love triangle there um, go on a road trip to um, get rid of some dams because they're going to free the fish and this seems just as dumb. So, yeah. The FBI's got a problem with a movie and a book. Uh, da, 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 global military spending hits all-time high as World War III threats persist. It's already started. Let's be honest here. Uh, when they're looking at prosecuting people for spreading Russian propaganda, which uh, I don't know how they think that they can go ahead with that, considering, again, Congress has not declared war, and they haven't done so in a very long time. Officially, we're not at war with Russia. So why they think any, why they care so heavily about what somebody says about the war in Ukraine, I don't know. Uh, don't blow up my pipe, bro. That has so many connotations to it. <laughs> okay. Um, as for more censorship, here's something that we should be focusing on, but nobody is really looking at. So why, why is it Tucker Carlson gets fired on the same day? Don Lemon gets fired on the same day. Um, they're revealing all this stuff about censorship in the United States. Meanwhile, in the background... Susan Rice is leaving the Biden White House. Why? And who is she being replaced with? This is very important because we know that Biden is not running things. He's not coherent enough to put his sentence together. So obviously he's not the one making 
the uh, decisions around there. But Susan Rice, we'll learn a little bit about her in a minute. The White House announced Monday morning that Susan Rice is stepping down as President Biden's domestic policy advisor after being in the role for over two years. Gee, I wonder where she's going. Uh, I surprised a lot of people when I named Ambassador Susan Rice as my domestic policy advisor. Biden said, no one was surprised. She's worked for the Clintons and Obama. No one was surprised there. Susan was synonymous with foreign policy, having previously served as national security advisor and UN ambassador. But what I knew then and what I know now, after more than two years of her steady leadership, leadership, like she's not taking orders, okay, of the Domestic Policy Council, it's clear there is no no one more capable and more determined to get important things done for the American people than Susan Rice. The American people mean the ones that only voted for you, right? Because you're like, hey, we need to unify this country with those MAGA people. Yeah, she's formally stepped down uh, next month and is in charge of various polarizing Biden administration issues from gun control to student loan forgiveness and immigration. She's the problem. She is the problem. So perhaps we should be glad that she's going bye-bye. But again, is she being replaced with something worse? We don't know. Biden said in the statement that she made history given her past career as national security advisor and now recently domestic policy advisor. Before being tapped as Obama's national security advisor for the former Democratic president's second term, she was the U.S. ambassador to the United Nations. Again, like why we take any orders from the United Nations, I don't know. Other than we think we run the United Nations, but clearly because Russia and China are in there in very key strategic spots, um, it's kind of a stalemate there now. I don't know. It kind of looks like ice cream grandpa might be running things. It all seems a bit chaotic and incoherent. True. Yeah. True, but I don't know. I I think uh, maybe inaction is probably his main policy because now we're looking at Sudan. And again, just like Afghanistan, he's just leaving people behind. So perhaps he doesn't have somebody delegated to these different things. And when they actually have to go to him, he's like, I don't know, man. Hey, you got a kid I can smell? Uh, Yeah, so perhaps. uh, But I have a feeling that when he is in charge, it's just stuff doesn't get done that should be getting done. Uh, Let's see here. Biden's, uh, let's see here. History, history, blah, blah, blah. There she had been a key in crafting U.S. messaging to events like the Arab Spring. Okay, that was kind of a good thing for some places. And the U.S.-NATO intervention in Libya to overthrow Muammar Gaddafi. We came, he saw, he died. (laughs) I came again. Yeah, um, that's... So she's definitely, that was a Hillary Clinton policy right there. As for her foreign policy legacy, she is always among the Democrats' stalwart hawks 
in the mold of <clears throat> Hillary Clinton. I, again, I have not read any of these articles before now, so I think it's pretty hilarious to see where these are going. It's as yet unclear where she's moving to next. Perhaps MSNBC has a cushy political pundit job waiting for her. Or she's going to replace Don Lemon. Because <laughs> a gay black man should definitely be replaced by a uh, straight black woman. Because that's kind of the same thing, I guess. I don't know. As for a possible replacement, Politico writes that Rice's departure leaves a major hole within the top ranks of the White House right as it gears up for a likely re-election campaign. That's why she's stepping down. Uh, they're, they're bringing in new blood for something like that. And as it faces the stare down with congressional Republicans over raising the debt limit, no, just shut everything down. That, that's my policy right now. Like, you can't get your shit together. Just shut it all down. Among these being eyes as a replacement for her include Neera Tandon, Biden's uh, staff secretary and a senior advisor, four people with knowledge of the deliberations told Politico. Neera Tandon. Gonna have to look her up because I'm sure she's not qualified. <laughs> I'm sure she's not qualified. <clears throat> More censorship. FBI withholding records of retired Fed agents' communications with Buffalo Pew Pewer. Yeah, uh, this was actually reported on a few months back by Radix Verum. Uh, she's got a couple, I, I, one video that I know of for sure. Uh, where they were talking about how they went back over this person's uh, communications online and one of the people that were encouraging to go out and commit this act, which resulted in the death of a former police officer who learned how to run his truck on water. And one of the first people killed. Conspiracy theory much? <clears throat> yeah, okay. So we are hopeful that the government will reconsider and share the evidence with the families. Uh, this is regarding the Buffalo event. Uh, Ken Silva, who I follow on Twitter, uh, citing a potentially ongoing investigation. The FBI is refusing to disclose records about whether a retired, retired, uh, FBI, retired federal agent had been communicating with mass pupure Peyton Gendron shortly before he went on his um, deleting spree in Buffalo supermarket last May. The Buffalo News first reported last May that the FBI was tracking down and interviewing the six people, including the retired agent, all of whom may have had contact with Gendron in an online chat room 30 minutes before his pew-pew spree. Uh, Headline USA had filed a Freedom of Information Act request for records about the FBI's investigation into this matter, including for a copy of the Bureau's interview summary or the FBI 302 with the retired federal agent who spoke with the mass pupuer. The FBI has apparently interviewed at least some of these six people linked to Gendron in the chat room. 
The Bureau told Headline USA that records related to this are located in an investigative file. However, the FBI said these records are exempt from disclosure because, quote, there is a pending or prosecutive law enforcement proceeding relevant to these responsive records and release of the information could reasonably be expected to interfere with enforcement proceedings. That will be the same excuse 20 years from now when no one is prosecuted and they still won't release these records. Which we've seen with previous events. The FBI cites a potential investigation into this matter despite the fact that Gendron pleaded guilty to the mass shooting last uh, November and was sentenced to life in prison in February. The avowed white supremacist killed 10 people in a supermarket on May 14th. His victims are reportedly also having difficulties accessing government records. That's kind of weird. It's almost like they care. The Buffalo News reported last Thursday that a federal protective order allows victims' attorneys to view records only while at the federal public defender's office doesn't mean that they can't transcribe what they are seeing or try to memorize as much as they can and then write it down later, which some people like Wendy Painting has been doing for several years now. The attorneys can look at the evidence on the public defender's computer screen only and in the presence of a member of the defense team. They are prohibited from downloading any of the information. They cannot print any of the documents. They cannot use any kind of recording devices, including a pencil and paper, the newspaper said. According to the Buffalo News, the protective order was imposed by a federal judge at the request of the U.S. Attorney for the Western District of New York, who claims that it's for the public good. Yeah, because we don't need to know if these people are going in the chat rooms uh, instigating acts of violence against random people at supermarkets. We don't need to know about that. Or if they're former retired federal agents, who needs to know these things? This is ridiculous. According to the Buffalo News, Harvey argued that the order would protect the privacy of family members of the deceased. Huh? This has nothing to do with the deceased. It has to do with what was said in a freaking chat room 30 minutes before this dude decided to go out and delete some people. Uh, Survivors of the attack and the eyewitnesses of the attack. He pled guilty. They're not going to go on trial. He's going to prison unless he was working with other people who might still be out there. Uh... Why does this information matter? And there's also that nice little uh, uh, magic marker that you use. Now it's the white box. I don't understand that. But you just cross that out and you give the other information. It's the what the hell. Uh, ensure a fair trial. There's He pled guilty. There's no trial here. And allow the, those involved in the federal case to share material with those involved in the state case, which is now over. The U.S. Attorney's Office reportedly said the material collected is volume, voluminous and some of it is sensitive, graphic, and pr- private. This dude gets 
privacy. The, what? Okay. I'm not really... They just keep digging themselves into a bigger hole here. But defense attorneys reportedly say that access to the material, which include terabytes of videos, crime scene photos, and the killer's online communications, is vital in preparing their civil lawsuits. Yeah, that's probably... Because who are they going to sue here? Not, not the guy who went around deleting people. That's not who they're going to sue. Uh, they're probably going to go after the people who instigated the event. Uh, if it was handled over to us on a thumb drive, we could have it digitally organized. Victims attorney John Elmore reportedly told the Buffalo News, we are hopeful that the government will reconsider and share the evidence with the families. Ken Silva is a staff writer at Headline News USA. You can follow him at JD Cashless on Twitter. Uh, I do that as well, and um, he's usually got some fun stuff that he posts on there. Let's see here. Uh, yeah, I probably cannot uh, talk about this one, but you can check it out yourself. Majority of U.S. voters think um, actions of ill repute affected the outcome of the 2022 midterm elections. You can go read that for yourself. Um, again, I'm not saying that anything happened in 2022, uh, but... Um, there's a nice article that you could check out at thecollapseexperiment.com. Uh, prosecutor, Proud Boys viewed themselves as Trump's army. Okay. Uh, this seems to be kind of a lame article, but I wanted to check it out for myself to see what they had to say. I think it's just making arguments as to why these guys should be charged, prosecuted, on currently on trial. Uh, ready for all-out war, leaders of the far-right Proud Boys extremist group viewed themselves as foot soldiers fighting for Donald Trump. As the former president clung to power after the 2020 election, a prosecutor said Monday at the close of a historic trial over the U.S. Capitol insurrection. Yeah, you know, the, the insurrection that most people have only been charged with misdemeanors. That's kind of odd. You, you put gum on the sidewalk. After more than three months of testimony, jurors began hearing attorneys closing arguments. This is like the most boring part of a trial. It's like you've already heard the evidence and now they're trying to like persuade you to view things one way or another. And you just kind of drift in and out of consciousness and you really just want to take a nap. Yeah, um, after more than three months of testimony, jurors began hearing the attorney's closing arguments, uh, accusing Proud Boys National Chairman Enrique Tarrio and four lieutenants of plotting to forcibly stop the transfer of power from Trump to President Joe Biden. They didn't say President Trump. I think they're just purposely trying to uh, insult the man because once he's elected, it's still President Obama. Still President Bush, but Trump. Just Trump. That's kind of crappy on their part. So yeah, uh, and Enrique Tarrio, uh, I'm just going to throw this out there, is known to be an FBI informant. So it's kind of interesting that they burned him in order to charge him with something to make it make all the other cases that they've tried so far look legitimate. 
the Proud Boys were lined up behind Donald Trump and willing to commit violence on his behalf. Uh, Prosecutor Connor Mulrow told jurors, willing to commit, did they? Because it sounded like they didn't. But they were willing. Oh, okay. That's kind of like teenagers saying, like, I want to have sex with that girl. And then, you know, because he's willing, they go to their friends the next day and they're like, hey, did you hit that? And he's like, I was willing to, so yeah. It, it's not a story that's going to hold up. Uh, these defenders saw themselves as Donald Trump's army fighting to keep their preferred leader in power no matter what the law or the courts had to say about it. Well, the courts didn't say anything about it because they didn't bother to acknowledge any lawsuits that were brought to them. That was part of the problem. No evidence was looked at. They just said, your case doesn't have merit, and they threw it out. That was what happened. And even the Supreme Court acted like a bunch of pansies about it and said, I don't want to hear about Bush v. Gore. There's freaking riots. That was an actual quote from one of the uh, Supreme Court justices who got into a screaming match while they were trying to figure out, like, are we going to hear this case? Because things are insane right now because the Democrats have terrorized the country for the last six months with BLM and Antifa. What's going to happen to us? Oh, we're just going to end up with protesters outside our houses and nobody's going to enforce the law saying that you can't protest outside the homes of Supreme Court justices to influence their decisions on certain cases. Oh, no, 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 that, that's okay. That is all fine and dandy. They're not breaking any... Oh, some dude broke into a house and tried to kidnap and murder uh, a judge and his family. No, no big deal. Nothing to see here. <sighs> The prosecution's words underscore how the Justice Department had worked thoroughly uh, throughout the trial to link the violence, some broken windows, uh, on January 6, 2021, to the rhetoric and actions of the former president. Good freaking luck with that. Prosecutors have repeatedly shown jurors a video clip of Trump telling the Proud Boys to stand back and stand by, which wasn't on J6 during his first presidential debate with Joe Biden. Yeah, that has nothing to do with J6. Okay, morons. Tario is one of the top targets of the Justice Department's investigations of the riot that erupted. Mostly peaceful protests, you assholes. Come on now. If you can say it, we can say it too. It was a mostly peaceful protest that erupted at the Capitol on J6. It wasn't even fiery. Didn't even have any fire. And these are people who like to barbecue, okay? And they didn't have any beer. There's no weapon. What the heck? No fire. Jeez. Tario wasn't in Washington, D.C. that day. They should just start the article with that. Tario, who's on trial for what happened at the J- J6 insurrection, wasn't in Washington, D.C. that day. That, that should be the end of the article right there. That should be the end of the court case, but it's not. But is accused of orchestrating an attack from afar. And, of course, the only document that they tried to link to him was put on his online 
data service by somebody else and he never opened the file which laid out a plan as to what to do. This is all, you can find those articles at the Collapse Experiment as well. Yeah. One of Tario's lawyers is expected to address jurors on Tuesday when the trial resumes for, oh my God, what stupid ads. It keeps jumping around. Closing arguments, yada, yada, yada. So yeah, the last thing uh, I'd like to cover is what is also happening that they don't want us to be looking at. So we've got Susan Rice who left the White House which means somebody else with bad ideas is going to replace her. And uh, what we have going on elsewhere that they do not want you to look at is uh, what's happening in Sudan. And uh, here we go. Sudan war live updates U.S. aid workers shelter in place. Await rescue. You can replace Sudan with another country that had the same type of thing happen <clears throat> a while back. Operation Pineapple Express. SEAL Team 6, U.S. Uh, Special Army Special Forces rescue U.S. diplomats. Oh my god, these freaking ads. Uh, aid, uh, U.S. diplomats in Sudan. Aid workers urged to shelter in place. Details emerged Sunday from the dramatic evacuation of U.S. diplomats from the Sudanese capital, Khartoum? Khartoum, I'm guessing is how you would pronounce that. While aid workers and other Americans remained imperiled amid the raging warfare pitting rival generals. Uh, Senate Intelligence Committee Chairman Mark Warner said most of the thousands of Americans remaining in Sudan are aid workers or Sudanese Americans. He said they need to shelter in place while the U.S. works with international partners to arrange a safe way to get them out, likely via a land corridor. Yeah, because Sudan is surrounded by friendly to American countries. Uh, the violence has paralyzed Sudan's airports, destroying civilian planes and damaging runways. <clears throat> Warner, speaking Sunday on ABC's This Week, commented the U.S. military and intelligence community for the evacuation of scores of diplomatic personnel and their families. The effort was completed late Saturday. This is a dangerous mission to take them out by helicopter. Yeah, so they're doing that for diplomats. They don't really have any plans for um, normal people because, again, they they don't care about you. They they care about their people, and you are not their people. You're just there. So yeah, um, and then there's a few other articles uh, about this. Come on, where is it at? Uh, U.S. military evacuates embassy staff from war-torn Sudan. But there was another one I saw. Come on now. Where is it? It's basically saying that they don't have a plan to get people out. So, anyways. Military spending. White House says no large-scale military evacuation of remaining U.S. citizens in Sudan. 
Yeah, following the week's in, <clears throat> the weekend announcement by the State Department that all U.S. personnel and their dependents had been safely evacuated from the U.S. Embassy in Khartoum, which included about 70 U.S. staff members, the White House has followed up by saying the spiraling security situation is not conductive for con- yeah conductive for a large-scale military evacuation of all U.S. citizens from the country. You are on your own. White House National Security Spokesman John Kirby on Monday said that the worsening civil conflict means remaining Americans are on their own in terms of an evacuation, but the State Department will uh, continuing assisting them in planning for their own safety. No, they just need to do their own Pineapple Express at this point because... Uh, they, again, they don't care about you, dude. They have abs- They have no plan here. And for some reason, every other country that is involved in Sudan, whether it is Russia, China, France, Germany, whoever the hell is over there is currently getting their people out. For some reason, we don't know how to do this anymore. I think it goes back to Vietnam, honestly. But uh, yeah, we have absolutely no plan whatsoever. Because pulling out is not our thing. We like to dive in deep and move around quite a bit. But the end game is a mess. So anyways, that's about it for uh, this censorship special. Because this is definitely one thing they don't want you looking at. And why they have all this stuff happening over here. But they're like, squirrel, squirrel, squirrel. Uh, And that's pretty much how they want you to be. AOC complains about Tucker Carlson and him and Don Lemon are both out. Then Biden bids for the next election. The world is bizarre. Uh, Good morning to you too over a pipe. And yes, uh, as for Biden running for president, (laughs) uh, I'm, I'm really hoping nothing happens to Kennedy. And I'm hoping, this was my hope, so apparently Afro Man, the rapper who made a music video using the footage from the police raiding his house, uh, in which they found nothing, the dude lives in the middle of nowhere. He purposely left California, said that that place sucks. He did that 20 years ago. Um, So he leaves California and... um, Moves in the middle of nowhere. I think he moved to like Ohio or something, right? And then the sheriff's department got some information, got a warrant, raided his house, didn't find anything, and he turned it into a rap video in which he's being sued for right now for showing the the faces of the deputies and everybody who was involved in the raid. But uh, hey, uh, perhaps you shouldn't raid a dude's house just because you you don't like him. Clearly, they didn't have the evidence to show that he was doing anything illegal because they didn't walk out of the house with anything after after kicking in his door and breaking the gate to his property and rummaging through his kitchen. It, it's, it's a messy story, but he officially is running for president. Kennedy is running for president, and I, I think a Kennedy Afro man would be amazing. You've got the one guy who's like, I don't believe in all this stuff from the last two years. You got the other guy that's like, why are you busting down my door, man? <laughs> you combine those two together, 
it, it could be quite amazing. I like the Kennedy guy. Seems very centric. He does have some things. There's no perfect candidate, right? And I know of people who automatically say he's a Democrat. Oh, hell no. He's the one that they don't like in their own party. I don't know. Um, and every every Kennedy is a freaking Democrat. I don't know why. I don't know what's up with the party loyalty, but he obviously doesn't play ball when it comes to them setting their policies. So that's kind of a thumbs up. Uh, I like how vocal he is. He just tells everybody to just kind of shut up. Like, no, we shouldn't be doing this. This violates the Constitution. And we need more guys like that out there. Chubby deputy eyeballing the cake was hilarious. Yes, the lemon, was it lemon meringue? Something like that. <laughs> I just watched the video yesterday. Uh, again, I've, I've seen it several times now. And uh, yeah, it's, I think it was like lemon meringue pie. Um, it, was, it was pretty amusing. So yeah, that is about it for me today. I actually have to go to work in a few minutes and it's going to be a bit of a drive so anyways that was washington and oregon or maybe california eh, he left california uh where your kids can run away and they don't have to inform you yeah wait what what is this referring to washington oh was it washington or oregon Probably part of like their trans, we want to mutilate your kids agenda thing um, where they can run away to get their procedures and don't have to inform mom or dad. We're going to put out missing child reports and then the state's going to be like, yeah, we know where they're at. We're just not going to tell you what uh, later dudes. Yeah. Later timber drifter. Uh, yeah, so I don't know, uh, about that, but, um, perhaps I'll look into it. Anyways, I do have to go. Uh, that is all your recent censorship news, how they're doing it, what they're doing and what they don't want you to look at currently. So anyways, um, everybody have a good day and keep on typing.